GM. Okay. Well, y'all give me like five minutes. I thought about pushing back the space a tiny bit more. I could not find my other phone um, when I was trying to unpack to get everything set up. Finally did. So it is currently charging right now. Here in a little bit, I'll have the Kaleo account up too. Either way, um, you know, I, I, I will gladly speak to the void of the seven of y'all that are here and ramble about whatever. But if one of you guys want to join in the meantime, great. If not, <laughs> no worries. Again, I'll hop on here and... Uh, I mean, however long it takes to charge a dead phone and get the other one up. And then I can at least go back and forth and pretend to talk to myself. Maybe I'll use a voice modulator on the Kaleo account. Um, you know, I could say that while I was in Asia, they stole my voice and completely changed it. Or I could just say that I recognized after doing the, what's it called? Um, Whatever test everybody was doing where I got the absolute worst score you possibly could for your voice. Um, so after I realized that, ended up having to get a voice procedure done and completely redid everything. So, I mean, you never know what crazy things might happen <laughs> here in a bit. Uh, but again, you know, miss you guys. It was pretty cool seeing that there was still a space that y'all hosted. Um, even though I was not there on Friday, meant a lot. Um, you know, at the same time though, again, going back through the history of all these spaces, we've missed a Friday before, but we've never missed a week. So there have been occasions where it's had to be pushed to Saturday or Sunday. It's not like it's a first time thing. You know, no streak is broken. This is still number 83 straight consecutive of the wonky weekly alpha spaces. Um, shoot. Let me pin something real quick because a couple things want to go through. I'm just marking them all down before I forget. Um, you know, one of the other things too is, dude, I'm so behind on everything NFL wise this season after being in Asia the past two weeks while the NFL season got kicked off. So I'm completely clueless. I don't want to say clueless, but yeah, you know, I am just not where I typically would be as far as just being up with everything going on. Um, but I don't know, man. Like I, I, I quit doing the NFL stuff a few years ago. I like I, I watch it. I love football, but quit doing the um, fantasy league side of things because I just realized I never really had a passion for NFL football until I started playing fantasy, and then it completely consumed my Sundays. Started consuming, you know, my Thursday, Saturday, Monday, whatever too. Which I mean great and all gave me something else that I enjoyed watching but at the same time it was just so much wasted time for something I really didn't care too much about um but yeah yeah anyway 
So like I I enjoy watching it now. Just not you know, I like can't really can't really keep up and spit out every statistic from every single player on every single team like I used to back in the day. We got the legend joining me up on stage. I appreciate it, man. I didn't know if I was ever going to have anybody up here until I got the, uh, <laughs> I, like, I assumed it would happen as soon as I, you know, you missed the first part. So I, I misplaced my phone and my luggage and I have been just working on finding it. Found, finally found it right as the space started, but I, you know, it takes however many minutes, I guess in this case, nine minutes for it to finally turn on. So finally about to get the Kaleo account up here also. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Welcome back home, man. It's uh, great to hear your voice. You sound super exhausted, but I'm sure that exhaustion <laughs> is well worth every fucking second, man. So welcome back, and uh, we miss you, brother. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Um, I mean, yeah, you, you know, like, heck, you're acting like I was completely gone the past. I, I missed the Friday space, but 80s, I was saying, like, there have been a couple Fridays that I missed in the past, but, I mean, we've done Saturdays, we've done Sundays, like, we've never missed a week. So it's not like this is unprecedented to end up doing this on a Sunday instead of a Friday. You know, like, there are occasional times where it's had to happen. I was just hyped whenever I saw that you guys still hosted one and kept going either way. Yeah, BTC came with the uh, – he carried the vibes for us uh, Friday night. And uh, shout out to him. He did a phenomenal job hosting. Uh, I think it's like a hidden talent. I've been trying to encourage him to get back up there. Um, but, yeah, man, you know, 83 weeks consecutive, no matter what, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday at, you know, prime time, 5 o'clock at night. Doesn't matter. We're here. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Puck, what's going on, man? Welcome up. What's up, my guy? We missed you. Um, just wondering, when you were gone, a lot of people declared NFTs worthless. And I just want to know if there's still a scene that exists and what kind of what you did in Singapore. Yeah, sorry. I, I've got two phones up and running and they were echoing, so I didn't want to didn't want to have any reverb during that basically i think you just said that nfts are worthless that's that's all i heard like yeah, that when you were gone it was kind of declared all over twitter and the internet that nfts are now worthless and it was all a scam and i just want to know if there's still a scene that exists out there well did you see my tweet earlier today he's actively looking at it <laughs> I was going to say, funny enough, like, check the last tweet, bro. The inevitable stunks. Okay. I guess the last, no, the man. Last it's tweets, TikTok. One of the last tweets outside of that, uh, if you scroll down a tiny bit more, the Barstool oh, yeah. video, right? Where, um, you know, he just goes through the whole line of NFTs being completely dead. Yeah, man. I mean, NFTs are dead. Sure. Like, that's perfect. I love that. Anytime that you see these type of just tombstones that start popping up over the internet where people are taking laps and parading around about, man, like, you know, it, it was fun, but they're gone. They're completely dead. They're never coming back. 
dude, that's usually again where it is the pico bottom. So that hypes me up. It, like again, if it ends up being exactly today or if it's you know a couple weeks from now or even a couple months from now i mean dude we are we are at the bottom for nfts i am fully confident of that it's interesting to hear like you know that news come out whatever it's just a distraction this bullshit we all know that but it's also interesting to, to the reality of it because we've been saying that you know for you know a couple of years now 99 percent of nft projects are going to go to zero we, we've always known that that's always been inevitable i think it, but you know the the core projects that have stuck around in the bear market continue the vibes continue the community just continue building you know those are you know that five percent that are still here i mean it, it it's it is inevitable yeah and that's the thing though man i mean it was interesting with the circles that I ran around um, in Asia as well. So there were a lot of traders. And the funny thing is, a lot of traders still just don't really... <laughs> they still don't really believe in NFTs. And I think it's one of those things where we are still going to see this mass... There, there's this mass wave of people who are familiar with nfts but still just can't buy into the concept of them and i'm like it's one of those things though that it, it's going to happen regardless right like you know there were the same type of graves and tombstones that people put up for all of the icos that happened back in 2017 um you know beginning of 2018 Right. Like that same narrative has been recycled over and over again in this space. Anytime there's a new up and coming scene and you see a ton of quote unquote death <laughs> in it where, you know, you see these projects that end up declining in value 90 plus percent across the board. You, you know, it, it just happens. People come out and they celebrate it and they say, like, whenever something's down that much, it's a lot easier to say, man, it's never going to come back than taking the time to really look into it and understand the reasons for why it will come back and why it's going to come back, <coughs> excuse me, come back stronger. So, you know, I'm hyped about it, man, again, because, like, if this is what the absolute death of NFTs looks like, I think the stonks are still doing pretty dang good considering, you know, <laughs> the quote unquote death that's in the air. And if this is what the bottom feels like, man, I, I I'm hyped for the run up. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, you know, it, you mentioned something too. It's like, you know, the general public it, and even talking about, you know, your trader friends, it, when you mention NFTs, it, it's almost sometimes, you know, immediate reaction is kind of cringe at the same time. But, and I think we've always talked about this. We've, I've, I think we've been talking about this for two years now. It's like once people understand, I think beyond just the functioning of getting an NFT, like making it seamless for a user to not even know they're actually getting a fucking NFT. I think that's always been and always has been one of my biggest selling points on that, you know, perspective of. Puck. Can you hear me? Hello? Oh, my bad. Um, it, it's crazy how, like, how much hate there is towards NFTs. Like, it's just people don't understand it, right? Like, one of my favorite artists released an album a, a few weeks ago, and he put it on, like, an NFT platform. 
and people lost their fucking minds. Like longtime fans saying like they're never gonna listen to him again and stuff. Like he, you can stream the album completely free, and you can choose to buy the NFTs if you want. And people lost their minds. It's like a free album. You don't have to participate if you don't want to in buying the NFTs. But it's, it's just so weird. Like he finally got paid a ton of money. He's an underground rapper, and he got paid a shitload of money. Uh, and I know like Apple Music and all that stuff, they don't get paid anything. It's like, don't people want their favorite artists to start getting paid properly? And like, it's just so strange to me. And I know gamers hate NFTs more than anything as well. You know, also, it's like, this is the first true bear market for an NFT market. Like, if you look at other cycles in the crypto market, even before it was like really mainstream, people talk shit about that all the time. And then, it, you know, you saw a massive influx of adoption. But, you know, we haven't had that next chance for a cycle yet in the nft market yeah and that's going to be what comes and the way that i sold it to you on you know like this is my philosophy as far as for the majority of nfts it always has been and you know i think it will be continuing into the next one when it comes to buying nfts from last cycle i'm the most bullish on art projects just because i think that art is something that's transcendent it's a slow slower grind slower build you know, it is what it is, right? Like it, people appreciate it or they don't. Um, as far as utility projects, I think that, you know, you want to look for whatever the new hot thing is because there's going to be something that always does it better. Somebody that replaces whatever narrative. There are going to be new narratives, new tech, new whatever else. Um, so, you know, it's going to pop up, right? Like I'm not sure exactly what the catalyst is going to be at the end of the day to be able to breathe life back into the market. But, you know, I'm extremely confident there is going to be a catalyst, right? Whether it's some new tech innovation, it might be. Um, you know, I, I think that that comes along with the ride. Um, whatever it is, though, man, again, it's, it's going to happen, right? Like, <laughs> it's... It's the same type of thing. Again, like what you were talking about, Matt, with the ICO craze back in the day. Nobody thought that we were going to see the wave of DeFi shitcoin summer like what we did in 2020. Um, you know, the meme coin waves that we've had since then. What's been built, built upon each L1 ecosystem that's not named ETH since then? We've just seen an evolution um, in terms of both categories of shit coins, as well as the overall applications, the overall communities that have been built around them that a lot of people th thought was never going to happen, right? Nobody envisioned exactly what 2020 through 2022 was going to look like perfectly until it happened. And I think it's the same thing with the NFT marketplace. Again, you know, there are a lot of people that are putting tombstones up and it's going to be laughable looking back on this so you know the more that you see people start to parade around in the success of their triumph of saying ha i told you so you know the more confident i am that we're close to the bottom you know i did want to pick your brain i'm sure a lot of people want to hear it too man give us some highlights of uh, your trip brother give us uh it was the TA of the week. <laughs> oh man, it was it was a good time. Um, 
first and foremost, I think Singapore is a great city for a Westerner to go over to for the first time in Asia. Um, it, you know, it really helps that everybody truly does. English is the, you know, the primary language there, um, which helps a ton. Um, so Hong Kong was also incredible, which, you know, I need to write a, you know, thank you tweet also to the crypto dog just for his incredible hospitality that he and his partner had this last week for me where, um, you know, they put me up in their, their home for the week, convinced me to come stay with them and just showed me around like a local, um, which was incredible, you know, got to do a lot of fun things there. And a lot of people speak English in Hong Kong, um, but I wouldn't say nearly as well as Singapore. You know, it's still not the primary language, at least on like, here's the difference. If you go to the island side, everybody there speaks it much better than they do on the, you know, across over on the peninsula side. And the peninsula side is more like where the locals live um you know the island side is more western like where a lot of the business is done um so yeah you know i like i don't know man too many crazy things but met a lot of really cool people in the space a lot of really cool projects that i'm excited about um got a lot of research to do on a lot of different things that people brought up um, and as well, you know, like met a, met a bunch of different VCs, met a bunch of just different random people that are plugged into the space that have different projects they're working on that overall, man, it's just seeing everybody's hustle really is inspirational. So I'm excited to get back, dive into things. And um, yeah, man, like definitely missed the grind, but at the same time was doing a different kind of different kind of work, just um, more, more in real life stuff, but it was really, really healthy recharging. So I love that, man. So, yeah, man, what about you? I mean, how's everything been with the, uh, the new Casa? Are you guys on I mean, have you guys got, oh yeah, we're settled in back? yeah, we're settled in. We're loving it. Um, loving being back here in South Tampa and got the water all around me. It's been just great to, wake up in the morning go watch the sunrise on Bayshore go watch the sunset on Titanic Island it's just so good for my mental health just overall vibes just starting the day off with that and kind of just being back in like I don't know how else to describe it but it's like almost like culture because <laughs> I was out in the suburbs for so long and it was slowly fucking killing me man and it's just to be to be back here with you know some of the old vibes the historic vibes of Tampa you know um it's just, it, it's nice, man. And we are definitely, definitely loving it. I did want to ask you though. Um, so do you think like being exposed to that in real life um, in, in that area where, you know, obviously it's thriving, you know, this sector in particular is thriving over there. Do you feel like somebody that is wanting to get a little bit more in touch with like the networking side, do you think that they still have the advantage of like actually moving their Kaleo compared to still doing it, you know, the, via a zoom call or you know messenger or whatever do you feel like it's more advantageous for a person to be there in that environment you you 
you mean move to where the action is or move yeah. to Asia specifically? Yeah, move where the action is. Okay. Um, because I think the action is different just depending on where you go, right? Like one thing that really did impress me was just the energy at Token 2049 when I actually went the one day I went outside of that, went to a bunch of the different events that were surrounding it. But there just felt like there was a deeper level of energy at that conference than what I saw even at the peak of the bull market at either Bitcoin Miami or Consensus. Um, bro, people in Asia are hyped about Bitcoin. And one of the things I, I learned, and I, I guess I should have known this more, I, I think part of it, it, it's crypto is the perfect marriage of cultural relevancy and degenerate habits for for the asian community you know i I thought one of the funniest things in hong kong one of their all-time greatest hits that every single person knows it's this movie called god of gambler i had never heard of god of gambler right apparently late 80s early 90s just this legendary movie where the guy has these gambling superpowers and everybody wanted to be or wants to be God of Gambler growing up. And, you know, I, I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world because I can't think of any movies where it was that intense of everybody just believing, you know, that they could be this incredible. I mean, the fact that that was like the movie that I had to watch said a lot to me just about the gambling culture itself over you know, in that part of the world. And when you look at crypto does give it on ramp for people to kind of get that fix a little bit in a different way. Uh, but at the same time of that, like it's new, it's exciting. Um, it has this, you know, the, the tech element that I think gambling doesn't really have so much of. So I think that it really is an interesting synergy as far as kind of the cultural relevancy also with the tech. And I don't know, man, again, it it was just, it was really refreshing just being around a place that had a bunch of energy in the space. So um, I think that it's worth it to make it out to events like that. I could definitely see why it could be worthwhile living in an area like that if you're trying to make things happen. Um, But do I think it's absolutely necessary? No. Um, but do I think that it is absolutely necessary or if, if you want to really build something and, you know, kind of make a name for yourself in the space to at least try to attend a few events each year? Absolutely. Yes. You know, and, and the reason why I asked you that, too, is because we look at things that we're absorbed with, you know, uh, the the echo chamber that we're in and certain environments play a big impact on how we, you know, perceive some of those echo chambers that we float in from time to time. And, and being in that environment, I know anytime I've been to a convention here in, in the States, you know, I, I get a whole different vibe than I do on the timeline, right? Because you're around that, you're absorbing that bullish energy, you know, that up only energy. But actually, like being there and living there, being absorbed in it, I can just imagine that you wouldn't be able to really have the time to take in all the negative bullshit that you see on the timeline. All the people that say, you know, 95% are worthless and this, that, and the other, it's all going to zero. You wouldn't have that same mentality. So 
it's just I want to point that out because just be mindful of like what, where we're putting our time and energy and what we're consuming to to make our ultimate decisions. Yeah, uh, I mean, I from your perspective from the NFT events you go to, what is your feeling toward that? Do you ever feel like you need to move somewhere to be able to really dive in and? increase that experience or do you think that making it just to kind of the level of what you've done so far that's good enough what's your your take well it all has to do with intention right and what i intend to do in this space i'm i'm okay where i'm at right i can still fly to wherever i need to but if i'm like really dialed in like a majority of my peers are in this space i would think it would be a little bit more advantageous for you to go to that environment especially if you're trying to build something especially if you're trying to innovate something, just being there in that, that ecosystem and just that environment of just, you know, that energy, like you had mentioned, I would imagine it, it would, it would up your, you know, efficiency and productivity a hundredfold just because your mental health is all aligned with that as well. Yeah, that's fair. You know, the one thing that I saw that could potentially be a lot is just, <laughs> I could also see it being pretty exhausting. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if it would be that much different than just working at some other corporate job in any other city where you've got multiple other businesses that are in the same industry that you've met through networking. Um, that's just fast paced because that's all it is. Uh, I think even in the heart of the bear market, just seeing how much was happening as far as the innovation, the deal flow, like that type of stuff that was still in the works in the background. <laughs> I could see how it could be a lot. Um, but again, I, I think it really goes back to what you said as far as your intentions. Um, I think that it also really helps being where I am having a little bit of those connections kind of built in where if I want to reach out and meet a lot of these different people, I have an easier barrier of entry to be able to do that. But, you know, there's some people that may not have the same platform that I do that may want to make some of those connections. And I think in that case, if you really are fully committing to building your brand and, you know, getting plugged in and trying to make those connections. Yeah, being there in person is going to give you light years advantage over the competition to be able to do that. So, yeah, you know, like it, it, it all just depends on your aspirations and your situation. Um, so, did I, I thought I, I you answered thought, it, you answered it for sure. It, it was more so for like a thought provoking thing for the audience as well, just because I've noticed over the past week or a couple of weeks, you know, it's tribal mentality. When everybody says it's zero, everybody's, you know, thinking it's going to zero. So sometimes just changing up our environments may be helping us. So. Yeah, man. Um, all right. Before I move on to the next thing, because I got a couple other things I wanted to talk to you about. Uncle Bush, what's up, man? See your hand up. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Sorry if uh, this was talked about already. I just joined. But um, on the topic of innovation with NFTs, are there any new use cases that you guys see happening and specifically tied to institutions? So I'm looking for, um, 
you know, the next evolution beyond just profile pictures or images tied to tokens, but I struggle to find these innovations. Uh, if you could just talk about, you know, what you see on the horizon, that'd be great. Thanks for taking my question. The the most innovative thing that I can think of right now would be something along the line still of, you know, what XNFT uh, backpack uh, has, what they're working on as far as NFTs as being an exec executable program. So basically you can design a game, right? You know, write out the code for it, have the program for that game exist um, or a protocol, whatever the heck it is. And you package it all up as an NFT. And now if you want to be able to sell that off, you potentially can sell off that protocol rather than just having an image or whatever else it is. You know, it's just a different type of content that's being integrated in the form of an NFT, which, you know, I think is a little bit of a different concept than kind of the art meta and the Web2 partnership having a stake in ip type of meta than what we've seen from the last cycle but i haven't really seen anybody actually you know and maybe this is just me being ignorant and i you know i'm not as plugged in as i should be but i don't really i haven't really seen it put into practice yet as far as any big launches of anything in that category so i think that could be an interesting development um, you know, and I think it's one example of something that's a little bit different than, um, you know, what we've really seen in the headlines so far this last cycle. So, um, yeah, hopefully that answers the question, man. I mean, I, I, again, there are a lot of other potential things that are out there, but that's just one interesting example. Um, Matt, what'd you think of that uh, Jack Butcher <laughs> tweet up there? Dude, really Dude I didn't know if you were like making moves in Singapore or something. And I was just like, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck's going on. But I love to see it, brother. Hey, I mean, you know what I love about it? Is it officially a Wonky Stonks collab? Um, you, you tell me. You tell me. <laughs> um, but I love to see people out there like Jack, who's been one of these bear market heroes that recognize, recognize charts as art. Yep, they are, baby. More yeah. validation, man. It is more validation. And, and I think it was, what, just a couple of weeks apart from just seeing the one on uh, the pandas as well, too. So definitely uh, loving the seeing the love out there. Bro, but charts. the pandas one really does look exactly like exactly, the letter. To a fucking T. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, it's the exact same color, too. The Panda's one is the Ledge Art logo, so. <laughs> yeah, like, they, I, I don't care if they don't put it as a Wonky Stonks theme glasses or whatever the heck it is. That's a Wonky Stonks theme, you know, integration they put in there. You love to see it, man. You love to see it, dude. So fuck, you still there, or you 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 you, you bailed on us, or what? What's going on? Still where? In Asia? No, Puck. Is he still on stage, or what? No, Puck bailed. Oh, he's on my screen. His uh, his little purple bars are still talking. I didn't know if I was talking over him. Let me hear. He was not here. He was he was not on stage. There's no, I no left way. the stage, but I wasn't speaking. So. 
made some room. Well, tell me, is Philly it made some room, bro? What are you talking about? There are four people up here, so like <laughs> we could fit at least twelve on the stage. Um, so tell me, who's winning today, though, Philly or um, Baker Mayfield? Baker ain't playing today. Tomorrow. Oh, is it tomorrow? Is it Monday night? Yeah, Again? Monday night. Yeah. What did I say at the very beginning of this space? I guess you were gone. <laughs> I'm out of the loop with everything NFL right now, especially after coming back. <laughs> the last couple of weeks, bro. I'm so un- un- unplugged. Well, okay, who's winning tomorrow? But... Oh, definitely Baker, maybe. There's no stopping that train going on right and now. And that's what I'm asking because we've got up on stage with me, we've got Philly versus Tampa. You know, it's funny is uh, Pick God, he, he texted me a couple days ago. He was like, man, can you give me some tickets? I was like, not for a Monday night, brother. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, who's Philly? Shoot, Puck, I always I always get you confused and think you're Philly, too. I, th- I thought you were oh, no. Philly crew. I couldn't live with that. I'm a Detroit guy, <laughs> Lions guy. Oh, shoot, man. I, I, I always thought that you were Philly. Oh, man, I've never been so offended in my life. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, we've got Crow in the stage. You know, Pit God has been up here. So we've... There's still some there's still some Philly representation in the audience. Still a big game as far as the Stonks community. I, I, I'm going for Tampa. I'm just gonna say it all day, man. You know, I'm not gonna take full credit for this, but um, on my way back from Denver uh, when I went there for the Psychedelics con- conference, I uh, flew back and um, guess who sat right next to me the entire flight? Baker Mayfield. And um, I uh, had a great conversation with him. We talked about life, and I, I gave him some motivation. And um, I told him to do fucking good this year, and I think I gave him some of that energy, man. I'm not trying to take credit, bro, but it was an amazing meeting. And now to see him just killing it is fucking great. Oh, I love that, man. Um, dude, one of, my, one of my good buddies was in a bachelor party with him recently. They were in the same bachelor group. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty pretty cool he you know again he just said really down to earth dude good guy yeah really down to earth no one even recognized who the hell he was i barely even recognized him when we sat down holy shit you're baker mayfield this is before the start of the season right before the start of the season man it was, uh, but, I mean, he'd already made his way to Tampa, obviously. I'm assuming you guys I think both... he was there to sign his – I think he was flying there to sign his shit, honestly. Really? Yeah. He wouldn't go, like, too far into it because it was before it was, like, really, really announced. But, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's, that is, uh, that's a pretty cool experience. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. And uh, some of the guys we were just talking uh, over the weekend, BTC, B-Ways uh, – couple others i think crow's coming too they're all they're all making their way out to vegas so you're slacking just saying bro me and vegas just i'm I'm sorry i i i hate vegas with a passion like i really do i love you man but i hate vegas are you at least gonna make it the art basil i yes yes art basil is like it's not a hundred it's 99% sure, you know, at this point. So Art Basel's should be happening and like bar something crazy happening before then. So Art Basel's in the works. Um, and yeah, that's my next big conference that I've got planned right now after everything. So, you know, token 2049, 
That was more of the other side of things. The crypto bros knock that out. Art Basel, more of the NFT side of things. But, you know, I will say this. That was one of the other cool things. Meeting up with um, Luca and uh, Farouk and a few of those guys for lunch that day. Um, Really cool getting to meet and hang out in person. Um, Luca, great guy, you know, as good in person. I mean, not better in person uh, as as Twitter. So it was just really funny, the whole situation, getting to hang out with him, man. I, I ran like two miles to make it even happen, and I didn't have to run at all. I was just so confused at where I was um, with the directions of how to get to the place that, um, yeah, ended up working out. But, um, you know, bullish bullish on him, bullish on um, – Farouk and the Rug Radio guys, bullish on the space in general. Every time I meet up with people, I, I always get even more bullish. I actually just met uh, another wonky member yesterday, actually. Met him for lunch down in Sarasota, an absolute legend, as they all are. And, you know, it's not a level like, you know, flying across, you know, the world to meet people, but still having these little encounters. And, and I've been doing this now for two years. I mean, Kaleo, you were one of the first people I met. And just to be able to do that is a blessing for us, like to be able to converge in the space and then just like have that in real life energy, because it's it's so much grander than what we just see as a PFP or on text or even in a space like exchanging that energy, man, is next level shit. And we should all be grateful for that opportunity that we even have to do that right now. Yeah, you know, being grateful for it, it's not easy. Um, again, especially in this type of a market, <laughs> um, but like, like, I really think that's what makes some of these different conferences and events more special is because as crazy as some of these events may still feel in the midst of the bear market, just because of how much the, the space as a whole has grown the past four years, dude, they are going to feel 10 times crazier during the bull market. So you know, there, there's just something special about the connections that you make with these people that, um, right now that will really cement themselves that much more here in a couple of years when everything is just up only again. Yeah, big party. <laughs> big fucking party. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I mean, uh, again, came back from this whole past couple of weeks, super recharged about the space, pumped about everything going forward. Um, you know, the, uh, actually, here's one thing that I, I, I didn't say anything about, but I thought it was pretty cool. You know, wore my wonky stock swim trucks to the pool where there were a bunch of guys that were hanging out for, um, you know, just the that that were there with Bybit at the same hotel. Um, and every single person complimented the stonks swim trunks. <laughs> so everybody likes, likes the vibe of it, man. I mean, um, had, a had a lot of good conversations. There were some guys that were up there that, um, you know, if, if they hadn't, if they didn't own a stonk, you know, they, they knew very well what the stonks were. So, and dude, one other thing too that I'm going to say that I think is pretty interesting right now, seeing how ETH is kind of flowing on the Frontex side of things, what it shows me is, dude, 
there's ETH that's out there that, you know, think about how few ETH it really takes to sweep stonks like up to where, you know, where we were. It doesn't take much. Right. So there are people that are dumping ETH on FredTech. You know, there's stuff that's moving out there on that side of things. You know, a little bit, just a little bit is all it takes to really get things kicked off um, on the NFT side. And again, I think we're closer to seeing that than, um, than I guess videos like what we saw from the Barstool Sports guy really believe. So it's coming, man. It's coming. I love the bullishness. I feel like you're channeling your inner B ways right now. He's been channeling his inner Kaleo all weekend, so it feels kind of nice. We're all aligned. Everything's good. <laughs> love it, man. Well, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff that I'm still knocking out coming back from the uh the post jet lag, the post two week unpack. So um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, but really appreciate you joining, man. Um, you know, amazing hanging out as always. Puck, thanks for coming up. Great hanging out with another Philly person. Um, and, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Thanks to everybody else that's in the audience. Thanks again to all the, the guys that kept the vibes going on Friday. Shout out BTC Art. Uh, we'll be back here. Should be Friday this next week. Um, you know, for week number 84 coming up here in just a bit. So um, we will see y'all next time. Wonky songs are inevitable. Much love, brother. Much love, audience. Have a great one.